Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a CEO, therapist, and coach, and I am on a mission to help connect you to stories of couples who are building amazing legacies, and they're doing it using the components of faith and love. And I could think of no better example than the couple here with me today. Um, and while they may be in different offices today, they are never far from each other in their spirits. And so please welcome Tara and Phil Aldridge. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks, Amy. Um, Thank you. I got connected to Tara through Shanda Sumner's community, and she definitely is a kindred spirit and then became so inspired by your love story. And so before we begin and share more about the details of your journey, I just wondered if you could introduce each other to our audience today. Oh, that would be fun. Yes, I will go first because uh, I've already been thinking about this. <laughs> Give you a few minutes, honey. Um, this is the Philip Aldridge. And on paper, he is a brilliant mind with a master's degree in business, going for his doctorate. And he is the CEO and founder of many companies, but currently the CEO of Envirotech Vehicles. He manufactures and designs electric transportation. He's literally going to change the emissions and the atmosphere of this world. He's like this, the, the, he's like the, the Elon Musk of the commercial vehicle industry. It's just wild. This like, seriously, this man, when I start talking about him, um, I'm actually like, am I really married to this guy? Like, this is amazing. Um, not only is he the CEO of so many amazing companies and businesses and, and really um, visions that most people in this world would never even fathom having, he also is the CEO of our family. And he is a gentle, I could cry. <laughs> he has a gentle spirit that um, really rules his his kingdom with wisdom and love and um <laughs> i'm just so grateful for you <laughs> wow thanks honey i don't know how i can follow that that's just amazing so um but uh for those of you that don't know this is my amazing beautiful wife uh tara oldridge who is not only my wife but um my best friend and um, the best way for me to describe her to you is uh, my greatest gift in life. And I always tell people, careful what you pray for, um, because <laughs> it will show up. Okay. And so, um, I prayed for Tara in my life and, um, and, and of course, you know, I remember being fairly, you know, because everyone always says, when you pray, be specific about what you ask for. And, um, 
And when I finished, God was like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's like, I'm good. And so, um, and I got tenfold and I mean, absolutely <laughs> tenfold, right? I, I, um, care for what you pray for. Cause you know, <laughs> and, and, and don't forget to fill in the blanks because otherwise God will fill them in for you. And, and it's his way of, of just having a few good laughs. And so, um, so yes, uh, the mother of, um, my second two greatest gifts in the world, my two children, Cooper and Capri, mm -hmm. who are the spitting image of their mother, thank the Lord. And, um, and just also beautiful, um, young children that are just uh, they're four and seven my daughter will be five on friday and um so yeah tremendous tara for those of you who don't know is is a coach and um her journey through the coaching world has been tremendous um you know she got into into the coaching side of things and through leadership about four or five years ago and um and invited me to join at, at which time if you could imagine um you know, I didn't think that I needed any leadership. So, uh, <laughs> boy, was I wrong. Um, so, uh, and that, that was just the great thing. Like Tara really showed me the light there and brought me along. And so, and, and now she's uh, on her way to creating this journey um, called Lighthouse Leadership, which is leadership, um, what I call it, leadership 101, you know, level two. And, um, and so rather than Tara coaching and leading, um, you know, she, she walks in Christ's footsteps and, and that's her, that's out in front of her and that's first and foremost. And so um, when I when I tell you that she's absolutely my greatest gift, not just as a wife and not just as a partner and not just as a business, uh, you know, friend and, and a mother, but just like try to imagine, you know, just all of that and, and, and some with a cherry on top and that's it. So that's who my wife is, so. <laughs> Wow. I've got tears in my eyes. That that's a beautiful love that you two have, have really built together. Um, and, you know, I think oftentimes we look at couples who have these beautiful relationships and they're really enjoying one another and they truly are soulmates to use an overused term. And yet I know that oftentimes we lose sight of the fact that there has been quite a journey behind what we see here today, you know, because anything created that has this much depth has gone through some times that definitely have developed both of you and grown both of you and involved a lot of faith, you know, and that is really what fuels love. So could you share with our audience a bit about your journey together? Because if I'm not mistaken, you've been together 12 years. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so could you just share with with our audience how your journey has played out? Because it wasn't like you just met and it's been this way from from day one, I would imagine. I would say that when Phil and I met, we in, inherently or unconsciously knew we would we would never not be together. So I think we had that nestled at the foundation of us since the very beginning, whether we knew it or not. And with that said, um, the beginning of our relationship was extraordinarily volatile. And there we had, you know, cultural and societal opinions of who we were as a couple, you know, us obviously being 23 years apart and the financial success and 
um, just who Phil is in the world. And then me coming along being this, you know, effervescent, bubbly, you know, entrepreneur in my own right. But I was 26 years old when we, when we met. And so I think we just, we stepped into adversity the moment we chose one another from, from an outside standpoint. So by no means has this relationship been easy. Um, it has the, the ways of the world and the pressures of other people and their opinions have, um, have been heavy on us in the, in the very beginning. And so it's really been through our strength in that initial love that God planted inside of us, but also in our relationship as Christians and our individual relationships that have been grounded in faith and in the kingdom that have really allowed us to strengthen ourselves. Because when Phil and I met, I would say, honey, of course, you're whatever you think. I think you think the same thing. We were broken. We were both very broken. And so we were two broken entities coming together and we really just broke each other even more. We really broke each other's hearts over and over and over again, really because I think neither of us felt worthy of having something so precious in in our lives. And it wasn't until we really learned, and I think we're still in this journey, to receive one another. And then it's like, hey, I'm actually not going anywhere. And so time has really supported us. It's like, oh, wait, you're, you're still here? Okay, like maybe this is something, you know, and having children, people say children don't change anything. <laughs> they absolutely changed things for us. They grounded us in family. And I think, um, I don't even know if this is answering your initial question. I think you just wanted to hear, was it easy in the beginning? No, it was not. It was not easy. And I don't think that we would have gotten to know each other as deeply and as intimately had we not showed all of those sides uh, that most people don't show. I mean, Phil was married for 23 years prior to meeting me and they never saw the sides of one another that I'll let you speak to, honey, if you even feel like talking about it, um, that we have shown each other. That is so beautiful. That, yes, that answers it. Exactly. That's exactly what I want people to connect with. And Phil, I'd love to hear your um, add-in to all of what Tara has shared. Yeah. So um, it's interesting. I, I was married for 23 years before and um, and I was in a relationship that, you know, that really wasn't the best. I mean, it was one of those that don't get me wrong. The, the, the girl that I married was, was a beautiful girl and, mm-hmm. and she deserves, you know, the very best in her life and stuff. But, you know, when they tell you that opposites attract, you know, I was a business guy and in the business world and doing my things. And she was more of an artist and, and um, opposites don't really attract, you know, mm-hmm. if I always tell people now, if you want to be married and you want to be successful, marry somebody just like you. And so, and so given that I prayed for that and well, and so here's somebody just like me showed up, albeit 23 years younger, but she just showed up. And so, um, and it, everybody always thinks that, you know, oh, well, you, you know, you must've met Tara and, you know, you left your wife and no, I was, I was a single guy for two years and, and, um, you know, really just going through a period of, you know, trying to find out who I was in the world because it, it's hard, you know, I was in my late forties at that time. And it was like, 
gosh, you, you just wake up one day and, and, and your whole life has changed. And, yeah. and so yeah, you went through that whole thing about, you know, going to the gym and working out and trying to redefine yourself and figure out who you are. And, and then, you know, and purely by chance, I, I got to meet Tara one day and, and I was just like, Oh my gosh, wow, she's beautiful. And, and so, but you know, those were sort of the, the, the thoughts and the extent of it. And we, as it worked out, we, you know, we got to go on a date and, and that's a, a story for another time, but our first date was off, off the chart, but we just, we just had a really, um, and a really amazing connection. And of course, with all of that came, you know, the judgment around, man, I, you know, like, can I hold hands with her? Like I'm 20, 23 years older than she is, or yeah, almost 23 years older. And just, you know, all the societal stuff that Tara touched on before. And then, um, but I think the real key to all of it is because, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, you know, clearly there, there's differences between who we were and what we were. So there was this like, I showed up this way, she showed up that way. And there was a, there was a period of time in our relationship that it was like, okay, well, do you want to be, you know, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? And so, and, and cause you know, each of us, because we came from different times and different eras and our different experiences and stuff, it was all about, well, I want to be right. And I want to be this. And, and so you reach a point where you just understand that, you know what, I just get to acquiesce on all fronts. And I can say that quite loosely on, on, <laughs> on, on camera here, but uh, it's not <laughs> to acquiesce on all fronts. And so, and there's been times that I just haven't. And all of a sudden you just realize that, mm -hmm. um, you know, that the real, the real love and the real connection comes in, in really in the faith side of it, right? Like we, we learned that through scripture that, you know, at the end of the day, you're not in control. And so you just have to, you know, be faithful and, and, um, and have faith in, in the process, right? Like that, that God has a, a big and greater plan for you. And so this is what you prayed for. This is what's been delivered. And so, and, and have faith in it, like let, let it mature and, and stop trying to control the situation. And I say that quite loudly because, you know, I'm a controller, right? I, you know, if I can't control it, like it's, it's out of control, right? That's what I think, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that I can't control anything other than my own emotions. And so, um, you know, just getting my head around that and, and just really learning in, and when I say learning, it was really a learning process, really learning how to, um, you know, be vulnerable with my wife. Right. Like, mm -hmm. you know, to get in a room and sit down and go, okay, you know, like, and, and, you know, to really like just kind of open your heart and bear your soul. And I will tell you that this is a work in progress for, for Tara and I. Vulnerability is, you know, when, when you've come from something that didn't quite work before or your experiences in life were such that, you know, maybe you got hurt or you had a couple of knocks along the way, we have a tendency to, to want to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the question I invite everybody in, to look into and stuff like that is, who are you protecting yourself from? Mm. Like, this is the person that you're married to. This is the mother of my children. This is my best friend. Like, I, I don't need protection from my wife, but, but it's inherent. You know, we always want to. And so learning to be vulnerable and to just to, to be at rest, right? To, to, to sit still and be mm -hmm. the peace of your relationship, right? And if you find that peaceful place, mm -hmm. and believe me, it, it, it takes a little bit of time, but, you know, and there are moments where, where Tara and I just, okay, you know, just be calm and we get to sit and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. wow, there's, there's the magic, right? There's, 
there's my girl, right? And, and there's no story behind it. There's no agenda. There's nothing. There's just, there's just trust and love and peace and quiet. And, and those are the moments. And I tell you, and, and they are moments, but those are the moments that really bind and, and really define who you are, you know? And so, and, and when I tell you that, you know, those are the moments that you're at peace with one another and, and God is very present in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. He is. He, I'm telling you right now, like, you know, for me, he's just like, hey, just breathe here. And, and, you know, and that's when, for me, you know, that's when, when all of a sudden my heart opens and I'm at rest and, and I really get to see just how beautiful my wife is, right? Like I, I, you know, and, and many people would say, well, yeah, I guess so. She's 23 years. And you No, I've always seen her from the inside out. And, and she will attest to that. I've always seen Tara from her heart first. And, um, and, and by the way, she is a, without a doubt, you know, the most beautiful person I've ever met on, on the inside. And, and that's who she is today. And that's how it spills out. So anyway. Wow. So your book on marriage is coming out when <laughs> together. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I don't often know if it'll say, be a bestseller, but uh, <laughs> it'll certainly well, be a good reference guide, it's right? Needed. Absolutely. And I think it is those moments, you know, I often say that it is when our inner children, you know, I do a lot of deep, deep work with the inner child wound and any trauma that needs to be resolved because usually our wounds are what are speaking when there's conflict and when there's distance and dissension, you know, when really behind your wound is the person you're really longing to be bonded to, you know, Mm -hmm. and becoming the safest space for each other is really the goal, you know, and hearing that we're on the same team, we have the same goal and purpose and mission. And I, I get the sense that you know, while that may not have been something that you explicitly talked about on your first date, like what would our mission and vision statement be? Um, But it is something that I see you living out together, you know, and I see you passing along to your beautiful children and to the people that who you lead in business and the way you do business. So I wonder if you could just share with our audience that the legacy that you two are creating and the prosperity that it, that God is blessing that with, you know, that is, that is a result of, of a lot of stewardship internally with your soul and with your purpose and what you're focused on. So how would you two define the legacy you're creating together? Yeah. As you're asking the question, um, I think, we, I, I just want to be really transparent because the last two years has changed perspective for, I would say, most people. And anybody who hasn't changed your perspective on life is completely asleep at the switch. <laughs> um, and so I think prior to the pandemic, legacy meant more just get as much and build as big and as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And as we began to really root ourselves in faith, and I mean, Phil and I have had the luxury, and I will say it's a luxury because I'm friends with newer Christians. And what I'm realizing is that being able to receive the Lord at a young age is truly a gift to walk with the Lord your entire life. And both of us have had that privilege Um, 
but being really grounded in, in our faith these last, I would say, really three years that we've gotten tight, the word legacy has changed for us. And our legacy is to speak the word, to speak the truth and to be the light. And if I was to say, if somebody was to ask me, you know, what is your, what is your family legacy? You know, we want to provide for our kids. We want, but, but providing them things and houses and trusts and money is, is no longer the purpose. Mm -hmm. What we want to create as a family legacy, like Phil mentioned, is vulnerability and a servitude heart and children that have this innate sense and responsibility to serve for the kingdom and to really see themselves not of the possessions and the quote unquote earthly legacy that most people are chasing really truly um, in the earthly realm but to completely separate themselves from the bondage of that and simply work for the Lord, whatever that looks like. And so while my husband is very interested in my experience to creating a safety net where we will never have to worry, he's also very, we and he are, and I individually and as a couple are very grounded in where the Lord is moving us. Mm-hmm. And, and the legacy is not set in stone the legacy unfolds and continues to reveal itself as the Lord prepares us and sharpens us and prunes us, so to speak, to receive the gifts of of the spirit. And so legacy on the earth or legacy for the kingdom are two totally separate things for us. Mm -hmm. And the vision is different. Yeah. 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 That's well put, honey. Um, Yeah. I, I, I concur with all of that. You know, it's very, very interesting. And, and legacy for me has changed a lot too, you know, the, and I will share with you in my younger years, um, you know, I was a bit of a bull. I, I ran through things, people, um, you know, it's, um, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, you know, sometimes obstacles are in your way or mountains in your way. And, and it's not for you to figure out how to push it out of the way or to smash it down or break it down. Sometimes God put these things in your life so that you can learn to climb them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's, it's very interesting um, when people say, you know, legacy, everybody almost ties it to some sort of a dollar amount and, and, and things like that. And so, and of course, you know, I have being older than my wife and, and certainly, uh, you know, for my children, yes, I have, you know, I, I, I make it my business to make sure that um, things are, are connected and put together and so that things are taken care of in, in case something happens to me, because not that I, I believe it will, but we just never know. We're not in control of such things. But I, you know, it's funny, but, you know, the, you know, if you really stop and think about the desires of your heart, mm-hmm. you know, if you walk in faith, right, and, and you are faithful, you know, in your walk, like to Christ, right? The desires of your heart will be received for it is the Lord who gave you such desires, right? So I, I really now, you know, when people ask me now, you know, define, if you had to define legacy in one word or less, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not wealth, it's not money, it's not, it's faith, mm-hmm. you know, 
our legacy is defined by our faith mm-hmm. and, and our faith is very strong and gets stronger every single day. So um, I have complete faith that um, when my time comes, that my wife and children are cared for and, mm-hmm. and maintained. And, and, and because of that faith, obviously there's steps that I take to ensure that, but they, they are not focused around so it's about making sure that all these objects and things are taken care of, right? It, it's, you know, I, I pray for my walk in life and, um, you know, it, it's funny, but, you know, the, you know, blessed are the faithful man's steps, right? You know, you know, for, you know, for, for the Lord is the one who gave them to you, right? And he rejoices in those steps, right? So, um, Yeah. So I, I think that for legacy for Tara and I mm-hmm. is is really faith based now, and so and when you have faith, you have everything. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're very excited. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it it says in in our favorite book that you know without faith it's impossible to please God, and the only way that we can really really please Him is to also understand how He loves us. How deeply and lavishly he loves us. And, you know, that is why I linked it to prosperity, you know, not that it is um, monetary. It is so much more than that. But until we lean in and have that vulnerability that you two found with each other, with your heavenly father, you know, that kind of vulnerability and that kind of feeling that safety and realizing that God isn't out to get you any more than you are for each other you know, that we really start to embody that and live that out because it's a whole lot easier to say, well, I'll have faith when I start to see the results. Well, that really, that really isn't faith. You know, it's, it's believing before we see it and you two are Mm -hmm. living that out in your marriage and in what you're, the change that you're creating in the world. It's really beyond business. I call it a bit ministry, business and ministry together. Mm -hmm. um, That is just so beautiful and powerful. And I know your journeys with prosperity have also, you know, been, circuitous at times, I would imagine. And so as we're taking our last few minutes together, I wonder if you could share a bit about how you have joined that together in both your mutual understanding of prosperity, but also how you are teaching that to your children and to those you lead. I got stuck on the word circuitous. circuitous. I'm like, what, what does that word mean? So you'll have to elaborate and expound on that word. It means kind of wavy, no, not a straight line, but you you varied at times and you veered off the path and it, it wasn't a straight line from A to B. Um, I think as far as like money has gone, um, it's it's been very straight. My husband has a very clear path on how to make money how money works. Neither of us are emotional about money. Um, it, it really doesn't do this. Uh, we have no roller coaster around money. Money is truly just the byproduct in my experience anyways, of the work and the faith that God has called us to have mm-hmm. and to do. And so with that said, um, the word prosperity for us has always been about how deep and how rich is our love. 
um, for ourselves, for one another, um, but truthfully, most importantly, for others. Mm -hmm. And how generous are we being with that love? And so that has been a bit, you know, not the straightest road because we have a lot. And what we're realizing and recognizing is that when people enter into our lives and we want to open up our lives to people, it can be very uncomfortable for them because their relationship with money and prosperity is so topsy-turvy. And so what we're learning is how to create boundaries Mm. around how, because we're both very generous. We're both very open-hearted and what's, Hey, whatever's here, have it. Like whatever you see that you want, it's yours. We really are that way because we don't, we're not anchored in any of this being ours. We know that this house and our cars and our airplanes and our bank accounts belong to God anyway. Mm -hmm. So whoever he wants to give those to can free, it's a free for all. But what we're realizing is that, people have a hard time being in our lives mm. at that level and receiving it. It makes people feel uncomfortable. So I would say where we go like this a little bit is, is wanting to be generous, this desire to be generous and open, but also realizing that, wow, we're very exposed out there and, and not everybody understands what we're creating. And so that I would say, we're kind of like, Oh, wouldn't you say, honey, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a dance. I would say. What do you say? Did you grow up with that mindset, Tara, or was that something that grew over time for you? So the mindset that I actually was a poor millionaire from birth, and I, I wouldn't say we were poor, but they're just, they're just you know it was it was not it was not a lavish upbringing by any means. I had I had food, uh, but sometimes it was carrot sticks and cheese with sandwiches for weeks. Um, but but I say that with the fact that my dad instilled this mindset inside of me that I'm, not only can I be anything that I want to be and do anything that I want to do and have anything that I want to have, but that I already have it just by virtue of the fact that I am a child of God. And I was, I was an Amway kid. My dad had zero success in Amway and any of the other multi-level marketing companies that he started and quit and then moved on. But somewhere inside in the back of my mind, I always knew I was going to be successful. And even before I met Phil, I mean, I was running my own media production company. I was an auctioneer on cruise ships. You know, I was responsible over for a million dollars in revenue every four weeks, you know, a quarter mil every seven days. You know, we really truly are the same person. Yeah. Um, he's just 23 years yeah. forward. Yeah. Your hearts equalize. They eradicate any age. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a millionaire mindset thanks to my dad. Yeah. Um, not because he was a millionaire, but because he was like, it's possible. I see it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> and now my dad is a millionaire mm. because of the intention that he set. Yeah. And because of the investment guidance of my husband, <laughs> you hang around with my husband and I for long enough and you will become a millionaire. It's just the way it is. Look at our friends. How many millionaires have we made, babe? Seriously, think about it. Well, they've made themselves, honey. So, um, you know, through faith, right? People mm -hmm. are faithful. So, you know, I believe that, um, you know, I believe that that God allows people to cross your paths. And there's no, in, in my life and in Tara's life too, I will tell you this, there is no coincidence 
don't believe it, never have, never will. You know, no such thing as coincidence. It's if you believe that that was total coincidence, that's a lie. You know, that person is in your life this day for a reason. And so pay attention to that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're breathing. Um, mm-hmm. If you pay attention, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll find, you know, just how amazing it is. So, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so yeah, when I, when I look at, um, you know, look back at, you know, hey, yeah, how do you get there? When do you do? I mean, I, I was raised in an upper middle class family and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was born and raised in England and I, I went to, you know, the best schools and I had beautiful parents that were together for, you know, 67 years before my father passed away. Mm-hmm. I had three square meals a day. Um, you know, I was the middle child. So occasionally I got a used bike, which, you know, <laughs> I was traumatic for me because I had an older brother and a younger sister. So, um, so I had middle kid syndrome for a little bit, you know, that, uh, which mm-hmm. ultimately served me very well. And, um, so yeah. And, and I just, um, you know, I grew up with, you know, the, the old terms of birds of a feather flock together. And mm-hmm. so, and, you know, and if you, if you want to be this person, you know, the old, you know, some of the old things that they say, fake it till you make it and stuff like that, you know, or get in the room, you just need to be around people and surround yourself with people that are what, and I always like to extend it like are extraordinary thinkers. Right. They think outside of the box. And if you're an extraordinary thinker and you couple that with one very key thing, which is an extraordinary doer, are you one of those people that that goes the extra mile that does it no matter what? And, you know, and isn't there to get recognition or to get an accolade for it or a pat on the back. But you mm-hmm. are that person. You just show up, you know, without fail and you deliver without fail over and over and over. And, and I promise you, you know, you will be rewarded, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, our gifts from God is who we are and our mm-hmm. gifts to God is who we become. And so, and that's defined by, by what we do and how we show up in this world, right? And whatever that is. And so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, having that, that mindset around money and, and Tara touched on a very good point, right? When she said, mm-hmm. you know, we are not emotional about money. I remember when I first shared that with Tara, like, I'm not emotional about money. I don't have any emotional attachment to it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And, and, it, and it's funny and, and Tara and I coach sometimes and we teach together and, and, and I get people to repeat that, say like, I am not emotional about money. And, you know, until they lose 20 bucks and then they lose their mind because they can't find it. It was, I just had a hundred dollars. Where is it? And so, but you know, money, if you look at it very, very quickly, is money is just simply a tool. It's, it's, like, it's like a carpenter's hammer or a saw or a mechanic's wrench, you know, or a screwdriver, right? No wrench, no screwdriver, can't fix the car. No saw, no hammer, can't build the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a business person, if you're looking for, you know, financial success or financial, you know, some sort of wealth gain in your life, you need a toolbox of money. Not your household money, not your joint money, a separate, you know, you, you do this with your home together and over here you, you know, people say, well, that's easy to say, but you know, by the time we run our bills every month, we're out of money. We don't have any money or total bucks. Nope. That's an emotional decision and that's an emotional choice. So take 20 bucks away from that and put it over here and leave it here and let that build and, and you'll see. So I think that, you know, really, if you don't have an emotional attachment to money, 
but you are attached to to the to the end game to the process right mm-hmm. am am i walking in faith you know does this serve others and ultimately what i'm doing is does it benefit others i promise you your life will be blessed beyond measure and money is just a byproduct you know and and it's a great byproduct don't get me wrong it's you can do a lot with it and you know in our lives you know in Tara's and my life we're very very blessed and and we've get to share some you know, great opportunities with people along the way and do things. So, but, you know, walk in faith and don't be emotional about five bucks or 20 bucks. You know, I always tell people, if you're driving down the street and you see a guy on the street, he's got a sign with like need a beer or whatever it is. And like, Oh, I'm not going to give, just give the guy five bucks, mm-hmm. you know, who cares? Because you, you, you get the same grace for it, right? Like, you know, it's the emotional attachment around why we do and don't do something. So if it's something as simple as giving somebody $2 on the street, has an emotional attachment to you because he has a sign that says need a beer or this and that. You know what I mean? Like what's under that? And you'll see that it's an emotional attachment. And the minute that you get rid of it and the best way to get rid of it is to give a dollar to everybody that's on the street. If you see one, right. It's, it it really is such a training, such a great training because, and by the way, you just never know who you're giving it to. Right. So so true. That's so true. So much wisdom in all that we've shared today. And I want to respect your time because I know we're over by a few minutes and, and yet I could go on. I know for hours about these subjects because our, our hearts are so aligned. And if you had to capture as we're, as we're winding down our time together and we're going to connect all of you and let you know how you can get in on more of this goodness. Um, but in a few words, how would you define prosperity? You've mentioned so many essential components of it, um, but if you could kind of tie that up in a bow, how would you define it? Babe, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, yeah you can go ahead. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it seems like it's right there for you. It is. You know, prosperity for me is um, is nothing more than and simply put community right Mm -hmm. if you are in community right and i mean really in community you will be the richest person that walks the face of this earth if you're defined by a bank account no but if you are in community and i mean in community and and service within that Mm -hmm. i promise you you'll have the most blessed life in your life like it you you know so to me prosperity is simply you know a different word for community and so and i i spend my life trying to be in community with Mm -hmm. people with church with friends in business with my wife with my children like my big community yeah beautiful yeah i i (laughs) I have this visualization of me like getting to heaven Mm. and me wanting to like tell God all the things that I did. And he's like, yeah, I know. But what about all of these things? (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like prosperity to me is just what does God want me to do? And am I ticking off those boxes? Am I being kind? Am I being loving? Am I being generous? Am I sharing the word of God? Am I bringing people to church? 
am like Phil said, am I being in community? Am I being vulnerable and open? Am I being respectful to my husband? Mm. Am I being patient with my children? You know, the fruits of the spirit, joy, gratitude, peace, all of, I can't, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but prosperity for me is when I'm experiencing the fruits of the spirit, I know I am on the right track and I am doing God's work. Amen, babe. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's the true prosperity gospel. Um, I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I am just so thrilled that we could do this. And how would you like people to connect with you? Because I know that they're going to want to, and you have so many great things going on right now. Yeah, there really is. Um, And I'm trying, I'm trying to think of where you can go. Phil and I don't really have anything together um, but now I'm like, maybe we should write a book. Um, but <laughs> that's my promoter. That's like me squirrel. <laughs> um, I would just say, um, the, the best way he's not a social guy on social media. So if anything, man or woman, if, if you want to connect with Phil, just find me on social media on, on Instagram, you can DM me. Um, the, uh, it's the Tara Oldridge. Mm. If you, if, and I'll, if you want to talk to Phil or whatever, I'll just connect you. We're really generous with our time and if you need support with anything, we're here for you. I love the, the answer is yes. Just reach out and, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's never a no. Tara will tell you that in our lives. We're not no people. Like we're the, you know, it's uh, before I run, but it reminds me of a story at the bank. I walked to the bank one time and the lady was like, no, no. And, and so I just looked at her and said, you know what? If you don't mind, can you just get me the yes person? Because you're really a no. She's like, what do you mean the yes person? I said, yeah, it's something that you don't understand because you're not that person. I need the yes person. Go get the yes person. (laughs) We are. And and this is a challenge I will give you, everybody, before we go because I know our time's tight. And this is a challenge, and it's a great challenge. And and just take the next week, the next seven days of your life, set the time on your watch, and commit to the word yes. Mm. Yes. Somebody asks you something, Yes. You want to go to dinner? Yes. You want to have breakfast? Yes. You want to go cut the lawn? Yes. You want to go to the beach? Yes. Your children? Yes, 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 yes. Commit to the word yes. And I promise you, at the end of the week, you'll be like, that's the best week of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? I love that. I love that. God is always trying life. to bless us. I love yes. that. So true. I love it. That's oh. the challenge. Stick it. Send it off to us afterwards and tell us about your yes week. I want to hear about everybody's yes week. I promise you it'll be the best week of your life. I love it. We have a new hashtag, yes week. So <laughs> yes week post it, it and, and tag tag everybody on Instagram and use our hashtag or Bill's hashtag. I love it. Thank you so much. God I know that you, you have been a blessing to me and to our audience today. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.